0: No purpose of God. Last time I mentioned I might have a little treat for you, a little surprise of sorts. I have opted not to do that right now. I opted to. Look at those terms another time that is election, regeneration, sanctification, so forth. We just right now we'll just brief definitions, brief explanations. Actually, in sort our statement in short the funds, what we mean by election we believe that election is the eternal personal unconditional purpose of God that may be as far as we get today we have Looked at its eternality, it being eternal, and we have looked at it being personal, that is, his personal choice, his personal purpose, is all purposed by himself, in himself, and today we want to look at unconditional it is God's eternal personal and unconditional purpose according to which He graciously regenerates not only does he regenerate, but he sanctifies and saves lost sinners? Considering the thought of unconditional, what do we mean unconditional? We say that God. Towards the people unto himself unconditionally. Well, we mean that it's not based on condition. It's not based on condition of what you and I do. It's not based on condition of what man does. It's unconditional of man. The first covenant was a covenant of condition to his people Israel. That is if they would obey, if they would be obedient to his commands and to his laws then they would experience his blessing if they did not obey his commands and his laws then cursing would be upon them in election. No, that condition is moved, removed. There is no condition of God's choosing. There is no condition of God's regenerating, sanctifying, and saving pe- His people it's all based upon God and what God will do there you have the essence of the new covenant the new covenant that he gave in the Old Testament gave concerning Israel there's a day coming when God would unconditionally save Israel and that new covenant had application to the Gentiles as well God would unconditionally save some people representative of the whole world so it is unconditional turn with me to the book of 2nd Timothy 2nd Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9 2nd Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9 who hath saved us, that's not a question of stating God, going back to the previous verses, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, a holy calling, not according to our works, not based upon anything that you or I do for there is nothing that you or I could do as was manifested in the old covenant the first covenant the old covenant it set forth the laws of God and Israel man showed their inability To keep the commandments of God. To obey the commandments of God. So he says, not based upon our works. But according to his own purpose and grace. Which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. (laughs) We, as we looked at, at the fact of being eternal do we really grasp eternity do we really grasp the eternal God and this is his purpose to choose a people unto himself if we really grasp eternal eternity then we have to say it was always in the mind of God election was always in the mind of God to, to choose a people for himself not based upon our works, not based upon anything good or bad that we would do, but solely because it pleased Him to do so. It was according to His will. His love is it, it, said to be eternal. <laughs> Jeremiah 31 and verse 3 Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love, an eternal love. In the mind of God, there never was a time in the eternal God mind where he did not love a people and chose them unto salvation. Chose them to be His. Not according to our work. But according to His own purpose. And grace. Which was given us. It was given us to be in Christ. I mean, that's all eternal. And I know... We've had discussions. It's hard for us men to understand that. Why is it so hard for us to understand? It? Because we're creatures of time. We had a beginning, but not God. God's. Never was a time that God did not exist. God existed before time. He always has existed. And so stated concerning his love and his choice for a people to redeem unto himself. We see this in the demonstration of His love. Turn with me back to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 5 and verse 6 For when we were yet without strength in due time we were without strength we were impotent we were helpless to do anything for ourselves that's what without strength is you don't have any ability to do anything when we were in that condition In time, at the appointed time, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Verse 8, but God commandeth, God demonstrates, God manifests His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, sinners being without strength, Christ died for us. What a manifestation. What a demonstration of God's eternal love for a people. That Christ came and died for those evil, those wicked, those who dead in trespasses and sins without strength, having no ability... (laughs) A dead man has no ability whatsoever. He has no strength. Whatever. That's what we're likened likened unto. Dead men. Without strength. And Christ came and died... For men in that condition. Of which all men are in that condition. And he came and died for some men... In that condition whom God had chosen in eternity. And because he loved them, he demonstrated that love by Christ coming and dying for us. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. yes verse 1 and you have a speaking to saved individuals they now now because they're saved and they're born again they know that they were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world that's the first chapter of the book of Ephesians enumerates on that who were dead in trespasses and sins dead in trespasses and sins in other words they were spiritually dead all men are spiritually dead when born into this world that is the depravity of man he's born with a sin nature he's spiritually dead Dead to God, dead to the things of God. He has no love for God. He's at enmity with God. And he's without strength, he's without any ability to do anything to effect a change of that condition. Wherein in time past, you walk according to the course of this world. According to the principality and power of their Satan. You walk according according to Satan's walk. Talk about evil, wicked. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. (laughs) We were all children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath as others. Does it sound like to you like there was any... condition at all whereby they could do anything we could do anything to please God to merit him choosing us unto salvation but God but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us hath made us alive together with Christ by grace ye are saved verse 8 for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God <laughs> salvation is the gift of God his grace is a gift he gives faith faith is, is God's grace to us he gives faith Faith and that is not on condition. Romans chapter four Romans chapter four in verse one does a very apt job of explaining. This to us. Romans chapter 4 and verse 1. What shall we say then? That Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found. For if Abraham were justified by works, if he were justified on condition of that which he did, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. (laughs) He can boast in himself. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted, it was accounted, it was reckoned unto him for righteousness. Not his own righteousness, but the righteousness of God, which comes by faith. Now, to him that worketh is the reward, not reckoned, counted, same word up there is counted, not reckoned of grace, but of debt. If it's of works, it's owed to you. God did not owe us anything. God did not owe us to be chosen of him because it was not of works. It was all of his grace. It was all based upon his love and His choosing and His grace and mercy extended to us even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness or accounts righteousness or Counts righteousness or reckons righteousness without works. Blessed is the man, happy is the man, because we—it's of God's grace. It's not of works. It's not on condition of anything that we do. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't do anything. We wouldn't want to change a thing. Saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin or account sin. Lay to his account sin. Blessed is the man. Whom the Lord will not lay to his account. Cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only, which is of works? Circumcision is a work. Cometh this? Cometh this blessedness? This man that is blessed. Cometh it by circumcision? Cometh it by works? Or upon the uncircumcision? He did no work. For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it then reckoned? How then was it accounted? How then was was it inventoried? How then was it counted to him? When he was in circumcision? After he had done the work of circumcision? No! Or in uncircumcision? Yeah! (laughs) There was no work! And to put this in perspective for you, the book of Genesis in chapter 15 and I think verse 6 where, where Abraham believed God and it was in, in, accounted to him it was imputed to him for righteousness circumcision wasn't given until the 17th chapter circumcision was given to Abraham in the 17th chapter which was about 13-14 years later than when his faith was accounted For righteousness. So was he in circumcision? Works? Or was he in grace? (laughs) He was in grace. God gave him faith to believe. And it was counted to him for the righteousness of God. And then some 13, 14 years later, God commanded him to circumcise. Give them the right of circumcision, which was a sign, which was a seal, a sign that they were the people of God, (laughs) the people of faith. Today, that like figure is baptism, not circumcision. We are saved. We're called, saved, before we're baptized. And then we're baptized, which is a, a sign, a sign of our faith, a sign uh, identifying us with the Lord Jesus Christ. Chapter 11. of verse 6, and by grace, then is it no more of works? Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then is it no more grace? Otherwise, Work is no more work, and we know it's of grace because God said it was. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It was God's grace, it was God's gift to one who is dead in trespasses and sin. Without strength, impotent, unable to do anything to change his condition, to pull himself up out of the miry pit and set his feet on the rock. Man couldn't do that, but God. Could and did and does for some. Turn with me to the book of Titus, chapter three. Titus chapter three and verses five. But after the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared. (laughs) Shall I read that again? But after the kindness God's grace God's grace is kindness and love of God our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> it's all work of God. It's His kindness. It's His love toward us. And it appeared in the work of the Holy Spirit working on our behalf. We realize the mercy of God. The mercy of God saving us the god god withholding from us that which we are rightly due we're justly due we're justly due condemnation in the lake of fire but god was pleased to choose a people listen some charge God with unrighteousness in, in choosing some to salvation and choosing some to hell. First place, God's not unrighteous. Second place, God didn't choose any to hell. All men are condemned already by virtue of their sin nature. John chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. They're already condemned because they believe not. Their sin condemns them to hell, not God. All men were in that condition. All men were sinners. All men are condemned. But God was pleased, looking down in time, seeing that all were condemned and none would convent. He, he chose some for salvation. He chose some. that would be brought to salvation through the death of His Son, the perfect Lamb of God, dying, dying for their sins, being their substitute for sin. And in due time... (laughs) He called us. He calls those whom He chose to salvation. This is the purpose of God. Salvation, election, God's choosing is not salvation. God's choosing is unto salvation. God's election is unto salvation. It guarantees, it assures that those whom He chose, He loved and chose shall be in their lifetime saved. The act of election is in eternity. The act of salvation is in our lifetime and is brought about uh, is affected by the Holy Spirit regenerating that's what our statement of faith says that's what scripture says more importantly so election is the eternal personal unconditional purpose of God according to which he graciously regenerates. And this one is probably a message in itself too as well. So I'm not even going to get started in it today. Contemplate this next week. Regenerate does it mean to regenerate? What is regeneration? Think about that. We'll put definition to it next week. We'll look at scriptures whereby we see the act of regeneration taking place. All right. So we stand together?